Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. I'm Maddie and this is my co-host. Connor. It's me, I'm the Connor. Today we're talking about episode 11, Game Over. So the episode opens up with another little recap because the events are happening immediately after the end of the last episode. And nothing is new in the recap, so it's lame and dumb. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, so we go back to where we left off at the shipwreck scene with Midoriya, Sue, and Mineta. And Midoriya starts into his little uh, mumbling thing that he does once in a while. We've seen him do it a couple of Real times. Real recurrent character show. trait. Uh, and Sue tells him to stop. It's creepy. And then she goes on to say, uh, shouldn't we be discussing our next move instead of talking about how we could have done the previous what yeah. the previous stuff differently? I think that is very perceptive of her. Uh, she seems to be somebody who like remains very calm and uh, is reasonable. Like you were saying you think she's pessimistic in the previous episode, but I think she is rational and I really like her. Not just because she's a frog and I love frogs. Certainly. That's definitely not the real reason why. <laughs> but yeah, sure. Um, I, I, th- I think this this episode does uh, show her as quite rational in, you know, telling Midoriya to calm the heck down. Like, come on. So, yeah, fair enough. Very, very, very fair. So then it cuts, it starts going around to the other kids. Uh, and oh, I just, I just wanted to say real oh, quick, sure. I like how they cared enough. That Deku, uh, he wrapped up his hand so he wouldn't hurt his fingers. Oh, broken. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and I, I, I like that. Um, and and Deku does also have a, a good point uh, that like he doesn't want to jump right into the fray, but he also doesn't want to just leave Aizawa alone because he's the yeah. boy. He he wants he wants to help. Um, yeah, that's sweet, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm sure. I mean, yes, they just showed that they were able to beat some of the villains, but I'm also sure that like. The way they've characterized Aizawa so far, he would probably be not happy that they were, like, endangering themselves to try to help him. 100%. Um, and, but then also, Naruto Deku has really been, been putting some work uh, the past couple episodes. I feel like he's had a narration, like, every single one of the Oh, past. yeah, he keeps spoiling things for yeah. us. He's like, we didn't, know, we didn't know how bad things were going to get. I'm like, <laughs> just stop. I don't, yeah. like, we I don't need tell, this. Yeah. It really is starting to bother me. Yeah. But. So we go around to some of the other. Landslide zone. Yeah, we go to the landslide zone okay. where Todoroki seems to be by himself. Um, You know, it's possible Invisible Girl's there, too, and we just <laughs> can't uh, see her. That's a good point. Uh, so he is telling the villains, it's clear they haven't had any training and don't know how to use their yeah, cord. Th- this is this is like the most metal thing that has happened in the show so far. The, he, he's, he's like, he freezes them all instantaneously, like completely says, all of these... All of you are terrible. You, you suck. You suck at everything. Uh, the only reason I'm not killing you is because I want to be a hero, not a villain. So. And then he goes on to like torture them, them instead. Yeah. He's like, oh, my, like the only reason you're getting a chance to live is because I want to be. Like I, I, uh, kind of, I kind of love it. Yeah, he's kind of like, but then he's like, I can only avoid killing you if you give me information. That just doesn't seem very heroic. Oh, to it's me. it's quite evil. It's it's some, some evil stuff right here. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I wonder. I mean, they talked about uh, ethical quirk use uh, as one of the teaching principles. Yeah, they, listen, in the they last haven't. Episode, they so. haven't gotten around to teaching yeah, their class to these kids. Yeah, they haven't classes to yeah. teach the kids how to be ethical. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although, although once again, uh, like this is continuing to establish if. You know, have faith in the show that characters get backstory and characters get development. But right now, Todoroki in particular just comes off as he's incredibly good at everything. Like, his quirk is massively powerful, right? He has excellent control over it. And at the same time, like, while he's doing this, he's also, he has this internal monologue about how, like, I'm figuring out what's going on. Like, their motive, yeah. their motives are weird. I don't understand what they mean by this. I, right, and he's like, not the only person to figure that out, to be sure, because um, Sue and Midoriya talked about it in the last episode, too. Right, but, but like, he is, he's, he is solo on his own doing what multiple other groups in this yeah, are doing. Yeah, he took down just as many villains as, say, the next group of Yaoyorozu, Jiro, Oh, he, took, he definitely took down more. Did. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, it's, it's uh, 
uh, yeah, it, it, I, I, I need, I, I'm going to need this to stop soon, or I'm going to need more depth from him <laughs> soon, because just making him, like, he can freeze everything instantly, he wins everything instantly, he's incredibly intelligent and incredibly He's calm. like a Mary Sue. Yeah, it, and if they don't, if they don't give me more from him, then uh, he's just not going to be too interesting of a character, but for now, um, he is hardcore, and I like it, so, <laughs> so whatever. So the next group is Yaoyorozu, Jiro, and Kaminari, as I mentioned, uh, and... Yayurozu and Jiro have these metal weapons that Yayurozu has made for them yes. from her body. And All right, it's, then... it's, t- it's time. It's time for me to take a digression that I've been okay. waiting to take for a very, very have long time. It. So we've already gone over back with the quirk test stuff when Aizawa was, like, you know giving everybody all their little thing yeah, and he was being who, mean to Deku. Who doesn't remember yeah. episode 5 the quirk test? Yeah. Um, but we now 100% know that Momo's quirk is he, she can create stuff. And she she needs to know the molecular composition of something in order to create it. Right? Yes. How did she come in first place back in episode 5? <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally impossible. Because she doesn't have super strength. She, You're can, right. she can just make stuff, okay? She was in a PE class with people who can make ice, with people with engines for legs, with an explodey man who can <laughs> semi-fly. How did she how did she win? She could not have won literally a single one of the events. The only thing, the only event she has maybe a chance of winning is some of the um like the running events if she can if she's allowed to like make herself like uh, roller skates or like a rocket but scooter. Even she's not gonna be Ida. She's not gonna be Ida with engines for legs. Like <laughs> she doesn't. She's not. She can't. She's not gonna be the strongest at anything. Yeah, and like, what would you even make to? Like, I'm imagining if you're gonna do long jump and you make yourself like a pole vaulting pole. Like, yeah, you might be able to get that. Yeah. Category. I mean, but then, it, like, 100%. It make... defeats the purpose. And you also, you probably still don't beat the dude with engines for legs. Right, in any of the running events. And then what do you make that helps you with something like push ups or sit ups right. or um, the grip test? There's nothing that you can make. There's no object that's going to help you grip something tighter than whatever your natural grip strength is. So, I, I, I like. I take like extreme stream, extreme issue with the idea of her coming in first place. Doing well, maybe. Like yeah. if she's being super clever, but she just the nature of it of that test makes well, no maybe sense. Maybe she's smarter than us, Connor. It's it doesn't matter how <laughs> smart you are. You can't beat the kid with engines for legs in a distance run. Yeah, I I don't remember. I, I, let me see if I wrote down what place. Um, Ida gets. I think I think he, he comes in like respectably high, like high like I like he should. Like top five maybe. I, I'm I don't pretty think sure. I, no, I, th- I, just I think he comes Momo, in like I think Bakugo he comes in third. I think no, Bakugo comes, God, in third. comes in third. Well, I think I think he comes in very high. Yeah. But like, but Bakugo and and Ida definitely beat her. Like she, they just have to that, that, for a PE test that was described. Right, that's the thing. Like I'm sure she, her power is more versatile than theirs overall. But how but is for she for the specific categories that they were testing? I agree. I yeah, don't think that just, there was dumb. anything she could do to beat. It, both it bothers of them. me so much. And really, what it's obviously supposed to do is like it's supposed to establish who is strong in the class in certain ways or whatever. So in a fight. Like, her, her quirk is legitimately a, a, a very powerful quirk. Because if, if the only thing she needs to know how to do is, like, the, the structure of something, which is hard, but mm-hmm. she's smart, whatever. Just, she's got that book. She's got I, that reference yeah. book on her butt. If I just accept that, that that she can do that, like, that means she can handle almost any single situation. Yeah, right? so, you know, that kind of makes me um, wonder if the quirk test wasn't actually judged based on how well you did in it, each category. It literally, maybe, it can't maybe be. Maybe something like how versatile you are or how how well you understand your own power and can use it in different it, situations. But it's just what even even with that in a PE test oh, we should stop talking about this, but in a PE test, how can she be versatile? Because like again Well not just not if you if you are Aizawa and you're you're having them do these PE tests, but you're not really evaluating them based on the test at all. And you're just looking at how they think about and approach the problems right, but and how the could control she? that they have over their own core. Literally, how could she? Because can, can she make a scooter for the distance stuff? Well, that's what I mean. If she can make a scooter or if she can make even something more simple like a skateboard, anything that's going to help her. But like, if she has something that she can make and she understands the complexity one. for everything 
wouldn't that make you as the teacher be like, yeah, she's very versatile and she's very capable of implementing, like she has enough control over her quirk to All use right. it effectively in different situations, even if they're not, even if she's not the best suited student to do a distance run against a kid that has engine legs, she still had an idea to make a skateboard and she was capable of doing so in a pinch. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we should stop. We yeah, should so stop back doing to that. The present. Yeah. So we've got uh, Jiro Kaminari, Yaoyorozu. Uh, Jiro says, Kaminari, why don't you just electrocute everybody? And he says, I can't. I, I, he says that he like can coat his body in electricity and can't um, send it out directionally. He, if he if he like sends it out away from it himself, goes everywhere. He can't guide it or anything. Yeah, it goes everywhere. which which I like. And, yes. However, he he says, like, I wouldn't be able to stop from hitting you and stuff. But they're also holding, essentially, lightning rods, right? Both Yairozu and Jiro are holding these metal implements right, that but, would attract the lightning immediately. Well, un- un- unless, you know, like, but in a, in a world of quirk stuff, if they just assume he can direct his electricity and not hurt them, like, then that, that's a moot point. Right, but he doesn't mention that. I mean, it's I guess it's possible. But no, that, he mentions that he can't explicitly. Right, he can't control it, but he doesn't say he does. He says that I wouldn't be able to stop from hitting you, but he doesn't say specifically. Also, you're holding metal objects that would attract the lightning. Um, but it is possible that Momo made them out of something that would not conduct electricity. But but regardless, like uh, I, I just think that like they're just assuming that he has the ability to di- like if he had the ability to direct lightning, it wouldn't matter if they were holding lightning rods. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, so they talk a little bit about Jiro's power, which yes. is that she's got like much, speakers in much her legs stronger, that amplify Yeah, I couldn't her tell. Heartbeat. I couldn't tell if those speakers were her legs or her boots. Because they they very quick like they don't point it out, but they very quickly for, after she uses them is when she like rags on Kaminari for not like asking for a directional thing for his costume. Uh, yeah, a distance part. Yeah, like Bakugou did. Part, he got yeah. those grenades. Exactly. Apparently, she yeah maybe those are part of her costume that she asked for so that she, she can like amplify. Her yeah. So like I'm not sure if like you know which is which because it doesn't it doesn't say explicitly. Right. But, but also it's it's a much better. Like, we haven't had this explanation before for it. I understand now why she was able to get through the test. Because, you know, if you just could hear things, you, you're right. you going to lose the entrance exam. But if you can shoot what look like shock waves, sound waves, like, okay, that's, that's pretty darn powerful. Yeah, and okay. she's able to incapacitate a lot of the oh, villains yeah. with it. Uh, so then they show Yaoyorozu making a giant rubber insulation blanket that she and Jiro can hide under so that Kaminari can let loose with his electricity. Mm-hmm. And they show it bursting out of her back, um, destroying her costume. And what I want to know is, okay, it seems like she has to have like enough uh, surface area of exposed skin to draw out whatever. Yeah, so she, um, could, she couldn't make a boat. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it reminds me of um, 3D printing where you have to like, you can't just make the object how you want it to come out, but you have to kind of um, pay attention to how it will be built. Um, so, for instance, she doesn't send the pipe out of her body sideways so that it's like it comes out of her entire leg. She sends it out like from the circle face of the object, if you will, so that it can come right. out just like the two inches of skin that that takes. Yeah. So, but my question is, so I understand that's like the reason she has to have exposed skin in her costume, but why wouldn't she have like a back exposed costume? Like, why did she make her whole torso as much as she could exposed? Like, it yeah, doesn't make sense I, because yes, you have I to don't, have your... Don't, I also don't like the costume. <laughs> but it, just from a functional standpoint, it doesn't make sense because you have to have certain parts of your anatomy covered in the front that you don't have to deal with in the back. She could have made like a halter top outfit that would have exposed, uh, like, the highest concentration of skin surface area you can have from, like, the back of your neck down to, like, where your pants start. You know what I mean? Like, she could have had almost her entire back exposed with this outfit, still maintained a degree of modesty, and had, it would have been, like, a more functional outfit for her. Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Just yes. Okay. Um, this does this does remind me though. Uh, what the the only thing that um, I was I was, I was looking up the name of the guy because I couldn't remember off the top of my head. 
Um, but the only way I can be mildly, and I'm not, it will never be okay with the costume because I still think it's dumb because it, it obviously is not even functioning. It's just meant to be revealing because then when, whatever. Um, I'm going to pretend like she is an homage to uh, the creator, I think he's the creator of Deadpool, Rob Liefeld, um, who was famous for being terrible at drawing. Um, he like didn't know how to draw feet. He didn't know how to draw anatomy. All, all, um, all of his uh, women were overly scantily clad and like, dis- like disgustingly proportioned. Like they would all fall over and break and die. Um, and and he had a like almost like a fetish for belts, like belts with like utility pouches on them, like just tons and tons of them. Okay. And that describes her costume pretty well. I mean, I guess she's so. got like, the she, massive she, belt. She yeah. Had, it's overly revealing. It so doesn't I'm have br- like utility pockets in it. Is it does. I, it does. What? Her belt. It doesn't have utility. Yeah, it's got it's it. got a bunch of pouches. When when have we ever seen her like it, it, open or use a pouch? But they, they they look like giant they look like giant pockets. They they literally that, do. That does not look like pockets to they, me. They 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 literally 100% do. We're just gonna here we're gonna go. Because okay. she has that shelf on the back where the book sits, but there's not like. Pockets. They, they, she they, doesn't ever pull. Connor, she makes stuff out of her own body. She doesn't need pockets. They, the, the belt. Her whole they, body is a pocket. They they look like they have. Po- I'm showing. I'm not showing a picture. Those look like pockets to me. Those belt things. Just they look like they pockets to me. Just because they are drawn to have like rectangles. They look like yes. I'm telling you. I'm, it's it, it. I think that 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 makes them pockets. They have they, like. I disagree that they are pockets, but I will give you that. It's the belt. Visually, they do evoke. The idea of pockets. It's, either way, it's belts, and Rob Liefeld loved to put belts on okay. all of his characters in like in in places that there shouldn't have belts. Like there would be a belt on there on their waist, sure, but then like two different belts on one leg and then so, like, one on their arms. Character. No, that's zippers. Kingdom Hearts characters have <laughs> more have zippers. They belts. Mm, they have plenty of belts. I guess. I guess so. All right. Well, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. What were we talking about? So, oh, right. Kanari <laughs> is able to use his big electrical burst and uh, take down a lot of the enemies that are right there. Uh, and then he starts walking around like, like an, idiot. an idiot. He's like got drool coming down. He's yeah. got his thumbs up. Um, and I, I, uh, yeah. present Mike, who is still doing the voiceover and, announcements of the and, kids. And will forever. Which I still love. Uh, says that Kaminari has a wattage limit. When he goes over his wattage limit, it, like, fries his brain temporarily, and he walks around like an idiot. So, watts are actually a unit of energy per second. So it's not just the energy output that he's doing, but it's how quickly, how quickly he's he does it. it. Yeah, so, okay. he, so potentially he would be able to maintain... Like, super quick. Um, well, super quick might be too much if you're oh. doing it too quickly, but if you can, like, extend the duration of the electricity but, you're sending out, like, for a longer time, like, it's not, it wouldn't be as taxing for him. Okay. Like, if you have the same amount of energy and you send it in an right, no, first, okay. that would, like, overwhelm him, but if he used that same amount of energy oh, over yeah. a longer period of time, it wouldn't be as taxing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Either way, he gets he gets a dumb he gets a big dumb. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we but we and we cut but we cut away right before a a, a nice menacing thing happens where a hand pops out the curtain. Oh yeah. So we'll have to I, come back to that. I missed that because I was writing yeah. in my notebook and you had to tell me that that had happened. Yes, but. Uh, so yeah, it goes back down to where Aizawa is still fighting people and he he knocks down like the two people that he's fighting with and then he turns to Shigaraki and says, "Final boss." Yes. Which is <laughs> yeah, and so uh, this is this is the fir- well the first one is the name of the episode is game over but, right. Um, this but this is, the- is not the first video game imagery we've had in this show either. Because no, but this is doing the entrance exam. But this is part of this scenario is the first where there is video game imagery, and in fact, what's weird about this is that so Aizawa says this, but then um, uh, Mr. Hands like just runs with this metaphor so hard for yeah. the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's interesting to me how uh, Shigaraki seems to, like, like Aizawa. Oh, yeah, like, again, like, similar from last episode, he was, like, I can't, like, living up to the hype. Um, like, he thinks that Aizawa is so cool. Yeah, he says it several times. Yeah, but, like, but also says it in a way that's, like, it's not sarcastic, but it's, like, almost like an angry, like, 
why are you so cool yeah, sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's super it's a super interesting little interpretation, super inter- interesting little character. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, during this encounter, uh, Shigaraki starts saying like twenty three seconds and then seventeen seconds, yeah. and he has figured out that Aizawa's hair is his tail. Yeah. So, so this when his is... hair like falls back down, um, that's when he's not using his power anymore, and when it's up. It, it, his power is being yeah. used. So this is another so, one of the questions that I had of how how much of that was aesthetics, and it's not. So this it's a real right. thing that's so really happening. I have happening. a lot of things to say about this. So first okay. of all, it's it's a it's a good idea. Like I'm sure he has some sort of prehensile control over his hair, like he does his scarf. And I don't he, know. He, he has prehensile control. Yeah, it's no. not super clear, but. It, it's pushed back or up or whatever out of his face so it's not getting in his eyes. Now, why doesn't he just have short hair, Connor? If he had short hair, it wouldn't ever get in his eyes and it wouldn't be a tell. And that's something that I think is a problem with a lot of characters in this anime. So They're not doing like really no-nonsense things to make things easier on them? Not just that, but it's becoming kind of a common thing. So we have called attacks that take up time, like the preemptive binding lacquered chain prison. It takes several seconds to even utter that phrase. And then, not only that, you, you've also announced what your attack is going to be. I think I brought it up yeah, when they yeah. were doing the um, battle training, and uh, Ochako calls her super home run attack yeah. or whatever and hits the debris over it, uh, Ida, giving him basically a chance to prepare for that. Yeah. And I think previously I was okay with the notion that it could be hand-waved away as, like, good TV, or even in-universe as something, like, eye-catching because heroes seem to be paid based on popularity, so you want to have a cold attack that people can identify, or if they hear it shouted from across the city, then they, then they know that you're the one on the scene doing hero work. But... It's been shown that capable villains punish these things. Specifically in this scene when Shigaraki has figured out the tell and uses that gap in Aizawa's power to punish him to, uh, in this case, he destroys his elbow. So it's not like it's just a universe thing that we have to accept happens. It's called attacks and stuff. And in the last episode when Kurogiri, um, the kids are talking about what they're going to do and he's like, you just strategized in front of me, Hmm. the villain. And they got punished for that, too. Not as much because they end up getting their plan off. But, like, why do they keep doing that if the villains, at least the capable ones, are going to punish them for that? Also... Oh, no. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Uh, in, In specific for Aizawa, he isn't somebody who wants media attention, so the possible explanation that you're doing something um, eye-catching or, like, a signature move or whatever doesn't really make sense for him personally because he's not trying to get that kind of notoriety. And he's clearly someone that doesn't put a lot of time into his appearance. So why does he have long hair? Why doesn't he just cut it short? From a grooming standpoint, it takes much less time to look presentable if you have short hair than if you have long hair. Okay, I think I'm okay. done with my rant. All right, so I, I, I think from a functional standpoint, you're right. Um, he should cut his hair. It's not rational, but, Aizawa. But no, at the same time, like, maybe he just likes having long hair. <laughs> like, like for, for, Could it be that I, I know, but like, from a real character standpoint, like, I feel like that, that'd be a legitimate reason. Like, he just, maybe he just likes long hair. Um, but, uh, on, on the flip side though, I'm okay with it because it keeps on getting called, getting called out. See, cause like, especially in Shonen and in, in, in this genre, um, called the tax, like cool things, the cool visual things happening, like the hair, like the hair going up honestly like, kind of evokes like Dragon Ball Z and like the, the hair standing it up when they power Studio up. Ghibli yeah, stuff. But, but, well, but like you know it looks cool it's it like when when you change the profile of a character like it's noticeable and and, yeah. and his hair standing up it makes him look bigger it like it's noticeable it looks cool things are right floating. and i understand from a character design right. standpoint which is more of a meta thing but from a character design standpoint it certainly makes him look unique like there aren't a lot of like messy long-haired looking adult characters in shonen anime that i'm aware of anyway sure um but then but on the on, on what I think I like about it is that it's being called out because th- this this anime is on a number of occasions like sort of addressing some of the quote unquote prop like it's still doing them like you still have called attacks you still have people like monologuing and talking about their plans but the fact that there are consequences to them I actually enjoy hmm. um, it, it it means that there it allows characters to be savvy it allows uh, 
you know, like a sort of, kind of have your cake and eat it too. Like, okay. Like, you know, and so I, I like it. I, I, I do think that you're like 100% right though. If, if he really wanted to be as, as efficient as possible, just, you know, nothing to be a buzz cut, just a short hair. Right. Just enough so that it doesn't like hang down into your eyes or like if it's standing up on end, it's not as noticeable. Yeah. So I, I think functionally you're, you're right in that, but, uh, but I think that I think, is a, yeah. an interesting point, and it could be that that is, um, like, what separates the good villains from the bad villains. Like, Todoroki is saying most of these guys are just mooks, and is that... Mook, but yeah. I think uh, it's mook. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they don't, like, nobody that Aizawa has fought other than Shigaraki has, um made mention of or strategized around the fact that his hair is this tell. Yeah. So Shigaraki is the only person that, that has picked it. up on yeah. it. And Todoroki mentions there's maybe only four or five people here that are actual threats and the rest of the people are just like minion level street villains. Yeah. Which is also interesting to me because um, it does make the All Might killing strategy kind of um, interesting. Like, I had originally thought in the previous episode it was just that they were going to try to overwhelm him with numbers. But as Todoroki says, none of these guys would so much as cause All Might to break a sweat. Yeah. They're just too low level for him to even bother, really. Yeah. But, you know, so uh, with that... Uh... We get that whole observant thing, and it looks like he's got some either, like, disintegration or decay sort of touchy hand thing going on, Mr. Hands. Yeah. His touchy hand things. I like it that he has, he has a touching power. I mean, it's not really... <laughs> uh, yeah, because It's not really so surprising, hands. but, you know. Um, uh, and then Shigaraki says that he's not the final boss. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Oh, does that happen then? It doesn't happen afterwards? Oh, but either way, he's not the final boss. No. Okay, so yeah, they're fighting, and Aizawa... There was a little parallel that I wanted to point oh, yeah, right. out between Aizawa and Deku, because uh, Aizawa is continuing to fight, and um, Shigaraki says, Oh, you're still sta still standing. That's so cool. And that same dialogue is used during the quirk test at the very end, where uh, Midoriya uses his power in his finger to throw the when ball. When she gets so and he cool. Says, well, yeah, I, uh, Deku says, See, Mr. Aizawa, I'm still standing. And then All Might says, yeah. "How? When'd you go and get so cool? Yeah. And they use the same words here. Yeah, Look at you, you're still, you're still standing. You're so cool. I mean, the difference, of course, being that Aizawa's not doing this to himself. Right, and I don't think he's doing it to prove himself either. Yeah, he's trying to save children. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we get some uh, a quick cutaway from some blood spray. Well, before that, I wanted to oh, sure. um, talk about his goggles. So in the last episode we were talking about, you had thought that they were, like, shaded somehow. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just stylistic that they are dark. And we can see in this episode when the um, Nomu hits Aizawa and you can they show, like, his goggle piece flying away off screen because the gore is too intense or whatever. Um, but you can see straight through the holes and there's no kind of lens in that. Okay. And also when they show uh, a little bit earlier than that, when um, Shigaraki calls him out on the tell, it like zooms into Aizawa's bloodshot yeah, eye. That's and the one see, I was like, thinking the of. The shadow on his face shows that it's not, the, the light's not being obscured or filtered. It's just shining straight on his eye. That one, I'm more convinced by the shot through when it was in the air. Um, the, the other one could just be aesthetic to a certain extent. Yeah, extra. yeah, that's um, true. But, but the, they do the, show it. The shot in the air is, is more convincing. And then I think on the ground, too. On the ground, on the ground, I think it goes back to being black. Um, I don't think so. We're gonna, but, I have to freeze frame to double check, but yeah, but yeah I'm convinced. You got me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then then we get we get that spray of blood cut. So ominous, right, ominous. So they, they they cut away to uh, Midoriya, Sue, and Mineta watching this happen, and just like. Like, realizing the Stuff's hot water bad. that they're in, yeah. that, like, their teacher has basically just been murdered by this brain raven creature. Yeah. But we don't get to see, we don't get to see exactly the aftermath, because first, first we have to get, 13 has to get messed up. Oh, I just wanted to say real quick that uh, uh, Sue is blowing bubbles in the water, and that's super cute. Oh. <laughs> uh, favoritism. Um, but any, but anyway, so then we, we've got the fight between the... 13 and uh, the kids over there. No, that actually there. doesn't happen yet. Um, first it goes yeah. to... Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Excuse you. <laughs> My notes. Um, but yeah, we, we get that that little confrontation. 
Um, which, uh, it actually, you, you pointed this out, that 13 just might not be good in combat situations, and that's exactly what uh, Shadow Man says. What Kurigiri says, like you're you're focused on rescue stuff. You you don't have good combat instincts. Yeah. And like pretty easily, I mean to be fair, his power is like he can create portals, which is bad for her because right. she just sucks herself. Yeah, which was so scary. And like the costume is hollow. Is that her body? Yeah, that's that's some creepy stuff. I kind of again, I kind of like it because of how weird that is. But it yeah. looks it looks like maybe she is. Or, she I is guess, the spacesuit. They, they are. We still not sure what the gender is. Uh, they are the black hole. Because they, cause they activate it by opening up a, a finger I'm hole. almost sure they've used female pronouns for 13. Either way. Um, they, like, oh, she opens up the finger hole, and that's how the black hole starts to come out. So, like, oh, yeah. is, is her body so just she, the black hole or yeah, something? Yeah, does stuff get sucked up into the suit? Yeah, so... Who, who knows? Yeah. Um, but with, with that, uh, what basically happens, all the, the people work together to get Ida out. I, I do... I well, do, no, before that... Uh, it cuts to Kirishima and Bakugo. Uh, okay, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, what you got? Kirishima and Bakugo are together, uh, and they're handily defeating the villains that they're trapped in there with. I can't remember what zone. It's like a building. I don't remember what the disaster was. Earthquake, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kirishima's first thought is, we have to go help the others. Not everybody's quirk is suited to combat like this. And Bakugo says, no, we're all, like, heroes in training. Everyone will be fine. And- well, no, but, no, before even that, no, what, I, what I like about this is the way it's set up, because it, it's like a subversion for what we know about Bakugo a little bit. Um, Kirishima says, like, we have to go back and help everybody. They're not going to be as well suited to this as we are. And Bakugo's like, no, screw that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go beat up that shadow guy. And Kirishima's like, no, like, you just want to get, like, basically, oh, you just want to get revenge. And Renner's like, no, it's because he is their movement and we need to neutralize him. It's very important. You're like, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that was actually very intelligent thinking all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and and then Bugger then immediately goes on to say, and besides, everyone else here is a UA student. They can handle themselves just fine. And that's when Kirishima points out, it's like, oh, you're basically saying you have faith in our classmates. Yeah, oh, he, like, cool. lampshades that bit of dialogue. So, like, it's, it's, it's a, I, I, I like this because it, it's, both, like, in character and out of character for Bakugo, where he's, like, like the first, his first round is knowing to beat the crap out of the guy that, that tried to mess with me, but also I have very reasoned yeah, and I think <laughs> objectives this, here. I, I think this is something that we as the audience really need to see here. Excuse me. Need to see here because we have had a couple of episodes where, like, he's being stupid, he's not thinking clearly because he's being clouded by anger. And this was a good reminder to us that Bakugo is a very smart kid. He's yeah, and- which they point out in the in the little um, the battle training where he's like a very smart in battle. Yeah. He, ad- he adapts well. Yeah, and I just think that this scene where there's not like he has every reason to be upset, like you and like Kirishima say, but he just means from a strategic standpoint they that would be the out. best move. Yeah, I I do also continue to like Kirishima is just like the ultimate like nice guy. Uh, it's like he's, he's just so laid back the entire time that this is happening in like a really charming way like where he's like hey Matt you're, I wouldn't have expected this from you you're always like die 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 <laughs> and and the second, the second like Bakugo's like I'll kill you for saying that and he goes oh there you are yeah. like it's just like it's so, like nothing can phase him he's just like really upbeat but like in like a kind of ribbing nice way I, yeah. I just really no, like I his character like o- almost every single line out of his mouth has been like either being nice to somebody in, like, a really jovial way. Uh, like, the first thing he does is, is also recognize, like, hey, because we jumped in, we got in the way of 13. It's our fault. Yeah. Like, he recognizes that immediately. Um, and, like, I don't know, he just he just seems like a just nice, I enjoy his character a lot, the couple yeah, of lines I've gotten like out of him. Yeah, character, yeah, too. He's a total, total dude. So then it goes uh, quickly to the fire zone where uh, it, it appears that Ojiro is by himself. Yeah, it, it looks him. like it. Um, and he, they, they say that they can't find him because he's so quick. So fast. <laughs> so it's I guess he's, he's able to use his tail to uh, use the environment to his advantage and evade um, people and take them out when he can, I guess. Sure. Uh, then they go to the rainstorm zone. Yeah, where and... we see the, the giant shadow hands. Yeah, they, um, 
Hold on, I can't think of his name. Tokoyami? No. Oh. Um, Koji? Ko- no. No? Is it Koji? Who I think knows? Koji the Koda, dude, or I don't remember the what dude, his, the dude, his last name. It, He's got, like, a mutation quirk that makes his body look weird. We, I don't sure. think we've seen him actually use a power, but uh, Tokoyami with his shadow hands. He's doing all the work. Yeah. And then he, like, shows his human hand. He gives a thumb thumbs up, up from, like, inside his cloak And the other, dude, the other dude thumbs him up back, too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um... And then it, so it was just like a brief look at what all of the other um, groups of students were doing. And then it goes back to uh, the group with 13 by the yeah, front door is where, all working together yeah, to help Ida get out. Where he, where he is able to make his way out. And that, yeah, I, I, Shoji like jumps on the grenade and like tries to fully uh, encapsulate, I guess, yeah. with his arms, Kurogiri. Which Although I, I, I do like, uh, it, you know, there are certain portal powers that, um, could be incredibly powerful, dangerous in like a physical harm kind of way. You know, if you close a portal on someone who's halfway through it, oh, make yeah. it slice in half. But it, it seems like he has a kind of like he has to envelop you and then teleport you. Yeah. So he doesn't have much offensive capability other than maybe teleporting someone like a thousand feet in the air and letting them drop. Um, yeah. So I, I I do I do like that like it's they're not being that reckless reckless by jumping in the way of stuff. I guess that's true. It just seemed like. Not necessarily reckless, but like futile to try to do that because he's made of black mist. But it works, like, so it's not futile. Make, are you gonna make yourself airtight around but, him? But it works. It it works momentarily, but yeah. it's not like he's contained. No, but they just they're trying to get that portal out of the way. Yeah. And then it, Ochako realizes that he's got a weird collar. Right, so it seems like everybody in this group gets a chance to show off their power. So like really, Uraka really makes quick. him yeah. makes the collar part of him um, weightless, and then he tries to get away, but Saro uses like, his tape to capture him, and then Ricardo throw, um, just throws him, just throws him really far with his strength. I guess is his power. Yeah. He must also have strength powers. Yeah. Uh, and then Ida's able to make it out. Yeah. And then... And I, I like that immediately, Kurgiri's like, ah, we, we lose. Yeah. They're going to go for backup and we can't... Yeah. Again, we can't do it. Again, I, I, I like the portrayal of these villains as like, we've got a plan. It's going wrong. All right, let's bail. Yeah. So... We'll live to fight another day, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Ida, when he gets outside, uses engine boost. He, yeah. like, uses his own called attack to run extra fast. He's doing his best. He <laughs> wants to save everybody. And then it goes back to... Aizawa getting destroyed. Yeah, so he's got, he's, like, got his already broken arm lifted up behind him by, uh, no, the Nomu. No, 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 The Nomu it's, breaks it for us on screen. Break, I think that he breaks it again. Oh, because, you think it's a second time? Yeah, because the way that it's, like, hanging there from Nomu's hand looks already broken to me, and then he, Fair. like, breaks it worse. And then he breaks the other one. Yeah, he breaks the other one because Aizawa's, like, trying to fight back still. Yes. <laughs> so um, he... Oh, he does try to negate the things yeah so he says he's super strong even without powers so it's it's not that he can't erase the powers apparently it's that he's super strong even without a quirk yeah so again this aizawa's power is is unfortunately this just like it's makes quirks more complicated because the the (laughs) idea now is that if if you have a mutation if if your mutation is just that you're have huge muscles maybe he could turn that off because that's what he makes it sound like like, if your muscles were, at, because of their quirk, Aizawa seems surprised that, like, using his power on him doesn't take away his strength. Yeah. So, like, it's, I I, it's just... I what it would do so to many, All Might. Right? Would it work on All Might? I, I, it, I assume it... No, it, it would have to, because it works on Deku. Well, it works on Deku from, like, a physical strength standpoint, but presumably Deku can still punch with the strength of his own body. Yes. But I think All, but Might, All, Might's, All Might's muscles are, I think, because of the quirk. But you were the one that told me earlier that it's because he's sucking it in and that he still has that strength in his um, smaller form. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't think. I, if I said, I, if I said, I don't think I said it to that effect. I think just he he. So you think if All Might was in his swole form and Aizawa used the cork, that he would immediately revert to that? The, I I the I'm form? not sure because Aizawa's cork seems to work in a really weird way. There are things that it, it doesn't work on that I feel like, why not, and things that it does work on, or that he seems to think that it, they should work on, like, he, it's very clear that he thinks using his, his eye power on this thing will make it not strong anymore, like, and he's like, oh, so he must be naturally this strong in order to do this to me, Yeah. yet on the, on the flip side, like, whatever those hetero 
uh, morphic. Like, types. it doesn't work on them. He's like, yeah, you're right, it won't work on it. So why wouldn't he just have heteromorphic muscles from his quirk? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like every time we learn something new about Aizawa's quirk, it it, it raises more questions than it answers. Yeah. So, uh, it just, just very odd. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, an interview where it tries to get explained in some <laughs> way that I would want to track down. But, yeah. Uh, uh, so Kurogiri comes over then and tells Shigaraki that uh, it's game over. So going and using another yep, video yep, game. That's the, uh, that's the that's the title thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the title. They said the title. Roll credits. Uh, and then Shigaraki starts itching. Oh yeah, so this is some this is some crazy imagery. I mean, do do you, do you know what this this evokes? Yes, but you go ahead and no, say no, no, it. no, no, go, go, go. No. Okay, drug addicts. Okay. It, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's withdrawal. This is this is uh, like scratching. It, it's you know how, how true it is. It might be exaggerated by media, but withdrawal from like uh, heavy drugs is usually portrayed as like scratching. Um, yes, and that's yeah. I remember the first time we watched this episode, I said that immediately, and then over the months, I have forgotten. Yeah, but like so, it it really I think goes to show this sort of unhinged state that Mr. Hands is in. Yes. Um, because while we do see him be very capable, like he is able to quickly deduce what's going on in the battle with Aizawa. Right, and he has a pretty powerful quirk in terms yeah. of destructive power. Yeah, he's just like touch something and, he, and it, you know, has a, it gets all murky. Um, but he's obviously not well. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas Kurogiri seems very, like, calm. He's like, oh, we're... You know, we're going to lose. Let's get out of here. And he's like, I would destroy you if you weren't so important. Like, <laughs> um, very, like you know, so he's got that megalomania and and stuff. So it's a, it's a weird little balancing act between him being quite capable and basically being, like, like too evil. Like, like stupid evil. Like, oh, I'm going to beat up my henchman for oh making one mistake. It's like, yeah. It's, like, a really dumb cliche. Yeah. But... Uh, but I think what Midoriya says here, he's like, why is it game over? All my is still going to come, and if they still have a plan to beat him, like, why are they pulling out now? And that's, I think, a good question. Like, I don't know the answer, I, even with my knowledge of, like, the I think, that I've seen I think that Midoriya the, wouldn't have. We, like, zooming forward really quick, um, this Nomu, as it's called in this episode, was clearly designed to beat All Might. That's... that's why it's here. Well, right, the Nomu is still here and still yes. standing, though. to beat All Might. Ida did not go and get All Might. Oh. Ida went to get everyone. I see, I got it. Because their idea was they would have what they thought would be 13 and All Might. And Aizawa. And c- considering Shat, like... Oh, yeah, they didn't think Aizawa would be They didn't think there. Aizawa would yeah, be there. Right. So he, he's a wrench. Um, but considering that Kurugiri knew about 13 and knew that she wasn't very good right. in a fight and was basically like easily able to defeat her in like two seconds. I think they're like, all right, we've got 13. We know she's going to be there. We've got her covered. Yeah. And we've got Minomu for All Might and we're going to lock down communication so no one can get out. We're, we're good to go. The, yeah, the, I mean, that's that does seem like a good plan, yeah. and now, that totally explains why it has to be game over now, because yeah. you're right, they're going to bring more teachers, yeah. they're pretty much out of henchmen after Aizawa and the kids took out practically everybody else. Yeah, like, I imagine, like, just having one other pro hero here just, just fixes everything. Yeah. You know? Because, um, again, as, as I said, they, it looks like, what, these three dudes, uh, Kurugiri, Mr. Hands, and Nomu, and yeah. who I, I assume the next one is whoever's jamming the frequency and the Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, but is, they did say that person probably hid right away. Yeah, is the only other person who's probably strong here, is what I'm just assuming. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So then they, they start doing this slow-mo attack where... Uh, um, Shigaraki goes over and he's like, okay, well, we can't fight All Might today. Let's demoralize him. Yeah. I like and, this a lot. Yeah. So he, he like goes over in slow motion and he like reaches towards well, Sue. Well, what, what's, what's amazing about this is that, uh, you know, Deku, uh, Sue and Mineta are all hiding like kind of in the water. Yeah. And don't realize they've been seen. But this implies that. Uh, Shigaraki knew the entire time they were there because there's no hesitation from him to just like, all right, let's let's do this thing. I'm gonna kill this kid. It happens instantaneously, and I liked I like the idea that he's like, yeah, they're there, and I'm aware of it. Like he is not. He's a very effectual villain, despite the fact that he's he's like flopping back and forth between being like a maniac yeah. and like really on the ball. Yeah, um, which which I super like. 
So yeah, he's going in slow motion and Midoriya, like several things are flashing through Midoriya's mind and he like, he he can't pull himself together fast enough to save Sue. All he can do is look on in horror as this happens and he's like thinking about what happened to Aizawa and then it doesn't work. Yeah. And this is the moment that Aizawa becomes my favorite character. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really cool little scene. So not just that, but like the whole, like Shigaraki speaks to it a little bit earlier in the episode where he says that Aizawa didn't hesitate at all to rush into battle to protect the students, even though he was outnumbered, even though... His quirk's not like, really that great not for, this. for this. Like, yes, he does a great job, but... Like, yeah, he does a great job, and it's like Midori was telling him basically the same thing, your quirk's not suited for this, and Aizawa dismisses him, but it's like, it's more like he knows he has to try. He's the teacher, he's in charge of keeping these kids safe. And honestly, if, if this Nomu thing isn't here, he probably is fine. Oh, yeah, I think for sure. Yeah. And he... He's, like, one breath away from death. He's bleeding. All of his bones are broken. Like, he, he's been fighting for how long blood. now. Covered in blood. And he still finds the strength to use his power to prevent this guy from disintegrating his student. Even beyond that, like, he he is, like, straining against this muscle monster thing. Yeah. Like, with just his neck to lift his head up enough to be able to stop the quirk. Like, it's really, really, like... It's cool to see. Like, he's trying so hard. This is his priority beyond anything else. Yeah, he, it's, like, more than being willing to die. It's, like, you're going to fight until you have nothing left to protect, to protect these the kids. kids. It's, it's, I'm getting all misty-eyed okay. over oh, here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's cool. It's, 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 it's a really fun moment for him, like, even though he's, like, all broken and battered. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of... It's super cool. Uh, I, I talked to you off mic about this a little bit the other day, but uh, since I knew this episode was coming up for us, it reminded me of that um, meme from Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Rose is holding the dog, <laughs> and she she says, I've only known... I've only had the dog for a day and a half, but if anything happened to him, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. And I just imagine, like, Aizawa holding a picture of Class 1A <laughs> and saying, saying that. I've only known Class 1A for a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's cute. Um, but then we we I, I already talked about this before. De- Deku then like has the couple of seconds to try to punch. Mr. Yeah, so Hand. he's able to pull like, himself together in this this window of time that Aizawa has bought, and, and he winds up. Which which something that I think gets kind of glossed over, at least in this episode, he was willing to kill this guy. If, yeah. If this punch connects, like it shows the aftermath of this punch, like like the 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 water gets like pushed away like it creates huge shockwaves and huge wind force if this hits mr hands he's literally obliterated yeah and like it it doesn't but like deku did not hesitate beyond the like i don't know what's going on he didn't hesitate to try to kill this human um you know maybe he wasn't thinking right but i also think like i mean yeah killing is bad but this guy was going to kill your friend it's like a defensive action i don't know i think it's well, no, I, it's not it just, ideal, but it's, justifiable. It speaks, I would it say it speaks to the character, and I would just I I'm looking forward to hopefully Deku like having reflections like no, I, I almost like, killed I, someone. Like, I was willing to kill someone without thinking. Yeah, like, like him having a moment. Or yeah, like, maybe that's something he needs to you know, reflect on. Because it could also be like he's still what we can we can literally count on one non broken hand how many times <laughs> Deku has used his quirk. Um, like he's still not used to having a quirk, and so he probably still doesn't like fully appreciate the destructive force. Right, that he and has. he doesn't ha- seem to have a good control over the power level that he's using, which does um, bring up the next point that I was thinking. Um, he doesn't break his arm, but is it because he was able to control the force somehow, or is it because the Nomu like absorbed it somehow? We're, we're, we 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 I, I don't unfortunately I know because I remember. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'll just say next episode. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, like, there's a lot of useless conjecture that we would have that okay. I'm just, just going to not do. Sorry. Okay, because I... They, they very explicitly explain it. Next okay, episode. all right. I'll just wait yeah. then. Um, but I felt like this this whole scene was a great use of slow motion because it draws out the suspense for everything that you know is yeah. like going to happen. What I, what but I, it also lets you not miss any details by things moving too quickly. Mm-hmm. What I especially like with the slow motion is that it does a really clever thing where like no, like sometimes when slow motion ends, like it does like a speed up to like get it back to normal time. Oh. Like, you know, the last punch is like a whoop, and, yeah. like, and we're there. What I really like about this is that it does slow motion to Sue's, to Sue's face, um, and, like, it lands on her, 
and you don't know when the slow motion has stopped. Oh yeah. Because it's just holding. Like he has touched her with all. He has touched her with his hand, and you're like, is this the? Is this still in slow motion? And she's about to disintegrate. But it's no. We're back in real time without you noticing because the quirk has been deactivated. I right. thought it was a really clever thing to do. I liked it a whole lot. Um, but yeah, that 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 De- Deku gets blocked by the the crow monster thing. Um, Mister Hands is alive, and he's about to like kill Mineta this time. Um, until who comes in? It's all mine. It's all mine. Entering on a more serious note. More serious note. He looks so angry. <laughs> it. I. I love it. Like his teeth. Like, yeah, he's, his te- he's, he's still, smiling, like, smiling kind of. But he's he, got his teeth bared. <laughs> I. I love it because it's. It like it's the first time we've seen this. He. He's never had to get serious. Yeah. He's always been super jovial. But he comes in and like even the way they he has these lines delivered. It's like mad. Yeah, like, I, am, I here. am here. And he and like they even the the lines on him are even more defined, like because they have a whole quick little montage like showing his chest and like him walking in all jacked and stuff. Yeah. But the lines are darker. Like his anger has made his lines more <laughs> distinct and and heavy, and it gives a heavier feel of like oh this this is serious. It's about to go down. Yeah. And uh, we get one last little um, video game thing. We gotta continue. Yeah, it looks like we gotta continue, because yeah. now the the prize guy is here. And yeah. they also, like, I didn't see any other uh, yeah. teachers walk in with him, so maybe he was the first one to report. Which would make sense, because he technically has super speed. Yeah. <laughs> Not even technically, he straight up has super yeah. speed. Um, but yeah, we end on, once again, another uh, another cliffhanger. Although I also want to say, uh, uh, in, that, in that, before All Might shows up, Asui uh, does save Deku, straight up. Yeah, she pulls him up out of the way. Yeah, with her um, tongue. So she's 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 pulling in some heavy work. Yeah, she you know? is. She's she. I think that her ability to stay calm under pressure it, it like makes her able to think more quickly. Yeah. And like the fact that she's unfazed by that's, almost dying. That's the other thing. I kind of hope that that gets addressed too, because like she straight up almost died, and it should shake her up at least a little bit. Yeah. In, in you know in post or whatever. Right. Or, yeah, because that could be she's still like running on adrenaline, so it hasn't really hit her yet. Yeah. Or um, it could be like you know they talked about with um, Midoriya in the first couple episodes, like without even thinking, his feet were moving him towards the slime monster. Yeah, or whatever. Maybe she did that. So with maybe saving. something like that with her, like before yeah. she could even think her. T- tongue was outside of her mouth and wrapped around <laughs> Deku. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, again, uh, we'll have to see what ha- what happens next episode. Uh, who knows? All Might fight is gonna. Oh, it's gonna be pretty, It's cool. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, it's gotta be. They've been hyping it up all season long. Yeah, I got Any any last thoughts? Uh, not for the episode. No. Oh, well, then what about for not for the episode? Last thoughts. Uh, last thoughts would be uh, thanks for listening everybody Woo! we really appreciate having you here thoughts, it's, it's almost like there's somebody in the studio with us just listening to us it's not like that it's not like that at all it's not even it, it, it's almost like we can hear our neighbors in the next apartment and we pretend that that's somebody listening to us I don't do that but it sounds like <laughs> it's working for you so I'm happy for you well anyway thanks uh, people who tune in for actually listening uh, but we and make sure to follow us on twitter I don't, it's, my, <laughs> it's at yeah. My Hero Notebook. It's the same name as the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, we would love if you would interact with us. Um, and maybe you have, but we re- have recorded these in advance, so we will have to talk about cool. what you said to us in a future episode. Woo! Future episode. <laughs> so, uh, thanks and goodbye. Yeah, thank you and later.